right, and welcome everybody to the Chilled Esports Podcast. I am your host here one more time, Eugene Caffin, and I'm joined alongside me by my good friend, Joseph Ray. Joey, how are you doing this evening? Eugene, I'm doing fucking amazing. It is such a good <laughs> night to be here, and I am really excited to talk about Chilled Esports. Yep. Because it's the playoffs. <laughs> yes, it is the playoffs. It is. Everything is, well, it was the playoffs. But we it haven't talked that. about it, and a lot of crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff was going on. It, it was pretty Absolutely. awesome. Um, crazy things were happening every on the NA side. It was kind of like this, almost this like narrative. It's like someone was actually like writing this as a story. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, we're up to episode 19, Joey. It's amazing that we've actually been doing this for 19 episodes, if I think about it. Yeah. It's like, man. We talk a lot about yeah. chilled esports. <laughs> yeah, we do. There's a lot of us talking about esports in a chilled manner. Very chill. Yeah. Very chill. Chill. Um, yeah. So, man, that's um, just absolutely crazy. Um, I have to say as well, disclaimer, uh, Eugene is going to go on a slight rant about something this episode. Rampage. Um, you know, there's just some things that Starring have been happening. Rock Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not teaming up with Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Giant Gorillas to do anything. So if you guys were ho- ho- hoping for that, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, I'm not going to be shoot- staring in the next action-packed, um, what is it, like, monster movie mash jam. Man, that's a good movie, though. I really like that movie. <laughs> I, haven't, I, I actually haven't seen it. I should, I should probably watch it. I watched it only because it's based on, like, a, an ancient retro game. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that that would make sense. I could see that you'd be into that if it was based off a game. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's just fucking jump right into it. eh? Uh, We better get our week in Blizzard. Demon hunters. I'm afraid my condition has left me cold. The weak always fall. All right, man. So... Um, I think I'll get us started for this week. Yeah, go for it, man. So, um, a few things have been happening. Uh, first one is World of Warcraft is still back in the mix. I didn't really go as hardcore as I normally would, um, over the past couple of weeks. I don't know. I just haven't really been feeling doing a lot of the stuff, man. Yeah, I noticed that myself. It's, it's, um, quite strange for you, actually, because normally you, you, you play an expansion until it's like, Rotting corpse, isn't it? Isn't it great? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. I did, I did play most of the expansions until they were just absolutely done and dusted, and then you know everything is just absolutely dried and husked out. But um, mm-hmm. it's not saying that I've stopped. I just lost a little bit of motivation in doing it because there's a lot of things that I don't know just require a lot more time investment um, than what I really wanted. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like. I don't know. I know that WoW is normally a huge time investment and you have to work your way towards things. I just wasn't really feeling it the past few days um, or past two weeks, I suppose. Um, yeah. So, but that being said, I did do a lot of single player stuff. Um, and that being said, I did further the war campaign a little bit, getting more of the, of the Alliance storyline, which is good. Oh. Um, yeah, I think Endless that war. knowing that there are things coming up soon, um, mainly like notable like content patches and whatnot, I thought it was a good time to try and finish the war campaign, but it is gated behind reputation. So yeah, fair enough. 
Um, I have to go around and just like spam all of the world quests on on um Zulda, sorry on Zandalar, uh, to get my reputation up to revered so that I can you know get the get the final quest. I'm not sure if you need exalted to get the final final one, but um, I'm hoping not because it. I mean, I do want to get there because I want to unlock Dark Iron Dwarves, but. I don't really want to have to get all the way to Exalted just to find out the ending. So, not sure if you have to. Uh, if anyone's if anyone's listening and wants to let me know, you can send us an email. Um, but yeah, <laughs> man, it's it's just something that I didn't really want to do. So I have been um, doing that and trying to get it all the way up there um, so that I can finish yep. it off to get ready for the new content stuff. But um, the big one that I wanted to um, highlight was that I did level my horde character all the way up to one twenty. Hey, he's up there. Yeah. So um and I finished all of the uh all of the campaign essentially. So I finished all the zones and I'm just doing up some of the other like side quest, you know, business. But So man, Horde or Alliance, which one has a better story? Oh man, it's really, really hard. Um it's it's really, really hard because um I, I was a big fan of a lot of the Alliance storylines, like the whole um Stomp Song Valley witches? thing with the Storm oh, Sages. Stomp Song Valley, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really fun. That was that was really cool and was very and sort of honey? thematic. You, you liked uh, collecting honey? Oh yeah, of course I did, man. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like the witches as well because it just reminded me of like pretty much a horror movie where we were just going through and killing all the witches and finding out about like the crazy shit that was going on. But um, that being said. You know, facing down against blood trolls, which is just like, you know, this is this is not a shade of grey. These guys are fucking evil, and we just need to fucking obliterate them. Is really refreshing, I suppose. Like when we were killing witches, sure, the witches were fucked, but we didn't really know who was a witch. These these guys, they're not fucking around. They're just like, yeah, I'm fucking blood trolls. We're gonna drain you, and you're like, fuck you, buddy. I'm gonna kill you. Um, so that was really refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, very easy bad guy. Okay. Yeah. These guys aren't just trolls. They're fucking blood trolls. Yeah, these guys are they're not fucking around. And then it was there was a little bit of that when you went into Voldoon because you found out that there are two factions of the uh snake people and yeah. um and that and that one is like trying to um release Mithrax upon the world, which they Ooh. spoilers you should fucking know by now if they succeed in doing it. Mithrax. Yeah, Mithrax. Yeah, is that out. sounds yeah. um, that's very, that's very foreboding mm. for future dead. Yep. So that happened over there, and I have to say, there, man, um, Zandalar in general and Zuldazar, the capital, are just really, really good storylines. Um, it's very analogous to what's happening in um, with um Admiral Proudmore. Oh yeah, with yeah. the um, with the trial going on. Um, not so much that there's a trial going on, but the whole storyline is that her advisors are completely corrupt. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing with King Rastakhan. So, um, yeah. King Rastakhan is kind of this like long-standing king, and everybody likes him, but he's basically just fucking blind to all the like the pretty much like <laughs> fucking root level corruption that's in his town or in his city. Yeah. Like, yeah. his main advisor, Zul, like, we knew he was a fucking douchebag, but, like, we didn't know how much of a douchebag, like, and pretty much all of his advisors just side with Zul and and say, fuck you, we're going to kill you. And, um, you know, it yeah, was... Yeah, that's awful. 
I know it is, and, <laughs> then on, and then on top of that, they like you know they fuck around with the lower. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you because you might actually go and do that. But they fuck around yeah. with the lower. They're pretty much like coming in, starting with Cahoon, and um, that's sort of the major sort of overarching story is that the Blood Trolls and Cahoon have pretty much like corrupted everything around Rastakhan, and um, yeah, and it's a story of how he, you know, finally figures out he's like, oh. <laughs> they're fucking they're fucking with me and <laughs> um so you know he figures that out and um yeah man it's it's really good uh the other thing that i like about it is that the zandalaris are essentially wakandans yeah yeah <laughs> zandalar forever yeah zandalar forever like it is a blatant rip of like of wakanda and uh, i'm just okay yeah, sure. with that <laughs> i'm yeah, just 100 down for that it really fits with the, sort of the whole troll aesthetic because 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 they're all meant to be like um, uh, African, right? Yeah, they're meant to be. Um, well, 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 like they're Rastafarian. Yeah, right? Rastafarian. But um, um, Rasta has links to Africa because it goes to Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's also meant to um, meant to signify that like the troll factions are different because like I think the yeah. dark spears are the true Rastafarians, like the ones that are yeah, in yeah. the horde. But you know the you know the Grabashi and the Zandalari and some of the other and the Drakari are possibly different in nature. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so I think that that is really is really good. Man, as for which one's better, I can't fucking tell you. Eh? Um, I just don't know. Just don't know. It's all just. It's like picking between hazelnut and chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Why not just combine them and have yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It is it is like just picking between two things that are just equally good. Um yeah. if I were to pick a if I were to pick a side, um, as far as which one do I want to see more story from, I think I wanna see more story from the Alliance because I do like where they went with Jaina. And I think yeah, that sure. the um I think that the storm the um what is it Stomp song the tide sages have a different story to go through so i yeah, think yeah. that that is a, a bit more interesting than some of the things that are going on but that being said i'm not going to say no to some really cool stuff with some of the lowers especially uh born samdi um yeah. which is the lower of death and one of the main lowers that they deal with in on that side in the story so i do want to see some more of that so that should be all good um uh, is there anything else about wow that you wanted to uh, put in here, man. Well, the Warcraft. Well, I've had a lot of fun recently with the, um, you know, you, you go to Arathi, the Arathi Highlands. Uh, oh, the Warfronts. Yeah, the Warfronts. I love Warfronts, man. Like they're actually the best. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but I only feel, but I think the total NPCs like me though. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Unless they're an NPC, unless an NPC player. Like if I was playing this every week and every day, it'd be super annoying. But like for, for 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 a casual like me, it's awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. For somebody who like doesn't play too much into it and and whatnot, it's actually just really good, um, really good yeah, story uh, content. Um, you can. I think I've almost got the full three forties now, actually. Oh really? That's pretty yeah. good. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that you can be effective with uh without actually having high gear or, you know, or actually um going in, you know, making any sick plays or anything like that. You can you can make as much of it by gathering resources as like actually going yeah. and killing things. Yeah, and um, I I was doing a second in DPS on Doomhell. I was like, yes, 
Oh, nice. <laughs> Why is my DPS so high? <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> I've I've had to heal Doom, however, every single time. Oh, really? That yeah, sucks. pretty much. So, well, not had to, but I started a group and uh, there were like, you know, one, there was one healer. So I was like, oh, all right, well, yeah. better get on the healing train. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, next is um, Hearthstone. Quick mention is that uh, uh, Hearthstone have reset the starter packs. So they brought out a new starter pack that anybody can buy, even if you've brought one before. Uh, Ooh, and cool. It, yeah, and it basically, it guarantees you a legendary dragon from the basic set. Oh, nice one, man. Yeah, so... <laughs> Give um, me my dragon. I know, I, yeah. got, I got Alex Draza, which is pretty sweet, because um, yeah, cool. I, I already had Malagos, and I'm pretty sure it, it flies under the legendary protection, so you can't get a, a duplicate. Yeah. Um, so I got that, as well as one of the legendary from the number of packs that I opened, so um you, you guaranteed one legendary you might get another one and you just get eight classic packs for like six dollars or something like that so pretty sweet deal and i would encourage every single person who plays hearthstone to go grab it yeah definitely that's um a good way to get in if you're if you're really into hearthstone and it's an awesome way to, to bolster out your ranks yep absolutely so with that i was able to finish my control priest so i have a pretty uh full control priest lineup as well hey. as giving me a, a possible chance to run a a, uh, a mali ghost druid um which i think is pretty sweet so i could just add it to my mali ghost druid and be pretty fun um but i still had some fun with uh even mechathune warlock it was still just the best yeah you're still pulling out the mechathune to oh yeah to, to fuck up some bitches yeah, yeah, you just play the even lock package and then you put in the Mechathune combo, which is just like, it's all even cards, so it works out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's been going pretty well. Um, Joey, Heroes of the Storm, man. We had some fucking awesome games this week. Oh, man. Those were like some classic hot action games. <laughs> oh, man, so good. So um, we, had, we had a few losing games, but like, you know, we always had some pretty sick plays yeah. in it. You need to practice games. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Practice games where we totally it totally didn't matter if we won or lost. Um, <laughs> but the ones that I wanted to highlight uh was the uh the game that we had against the Trogal composition. Oh, yeah, that man. was an interesting one. It was it was so good. And it just so happened that I that I picked a counter to it randomly through Quick Match. Yeah, Anubarak. Yeah, Anubarak, and oh man, Cocoon was not Tregal's friend at all. No, so the, the team fight only went um, with Cocoon Chogs, right? And then like, and then kills, and then kills his bomb buddies. Yeah, so um, I think he had a Malf backup. So like, yeah, th I think so too. Yeah, he had Malf. So all I did was go, oh, well, I Cocoon Chogs, and then I go dive on Malfurion, and then everybody dies. I was healing you on Brightwing, I think, but I, I can't actually remember. Um, I don't remember either, actually. Yeah. I was healing it on somebody. Yeah, you're healing on something. I think you like did play support pretty much the entire time. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I was trying to do the support. Um, oh, the new uh, quests. Quest. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Which are fucking man. Those quests—they fooled me. I was fooled. You were fooled. No. Yep. I thought I was going to get the skin, but then it wasn't. No. Oh. Not the skin. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of which, though, I've, uh, I got like three skins um, out, out of the loot boxes um, on that deck. What? Yeah, I'm just gonna get the skins. You like... son of a bitch! Oh, nice. Yeah, I got um, I got the Terran Medicother and 
Uh, uh, and yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah, those kids. Those although, although you suck. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, and then, man, there was one game where uh, we stomped them and I was the pub stomper. And it, yeah. was the be- <laughs> and it was the best. I had uh, this crazy, crazy game on Lee Ming where I dealt an absolute obscene amount of damage. It was absolutely nuts. Like, <laughs> keep getting all the resets and the calamities. Yeah. I, I didn't even go calamity. I went like, oh, all, didn't you? I went all build. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Because there was like a moment where you're like, all right, I'm going all. And yeah. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love me a good all build. I know it's probably like the shitty one, but I was just landing so many orbs, it just didn't matter. Yeah, well, I mean, if, but like, you, you even see it in, in programs, man. Like, if they group up and like they're all there and the orb hits them, it's just devastating. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it also helped that there were Vikings around because, like, man, the Vikings just gave me all of the resets. Oh, oh man. that was the one, that was one where Leark uh, rage quit at the end, right? Yes, he did. He kept dying. Over, over yes, again. he did. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it was oh, just great. <laughs> I know. I just kept killing everybody, and um, yeah, it was it was just really good. I, I had a great time. Hmm. Me too. And and uh, we had another game? Yeah, yeah. We had one last game where, oh man, it was probably the most intense game I've had in a long time. Yeah, definitely. But, like, you you can't imagine what it's like as a healer to have your entire team on, like, two percent hit points at all fucking time. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was pretty intense <laughs> for you. Especially, like, seeing as you can heal everybody, but it takes a little bit of time. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it's not like you have like these fucking instacasts like heels or this a- AOE business going on. Um, yeah, you were on white main, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I can spam it out if I if I hate myself and and I don't want any mana. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> if I don't spam it up, people start dying. I'm like, no, I've yeah. only got one heal, guys. Yeah, I know. But you have like, did did you take clemency? Oh hell no. I don't like that ability. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it was. Um, it was... Yeah, no, I, I actually think because um, clemency is the Inquisition build, and I, I like the the desperate believer to be better. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. I think it. Um, I think it just works better overall, and it works much better against best champions. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I uh, that's fair. I I would I would agree with that. Any build that you want to use is a good build, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I uh, I really rediscovered my love of healing over over the last couple of days, mm, especially because cool. yeah, it's really fun. Like you're just keeping everybody alive, and you're watching all these awesome plays. And I mean, you, you honestly feel unkillable when you're on like uh, Brightwing or Uther or Whitewing because you're like, hey, I've got heals. Trying to try- Trying to reduce my health bar. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I that that's why I was pretty drawn to Deckard as well because like he was just the guy that like if he was in trouble just spams fucking um, spam pots. Yeah, pots on yourself <laughs> and then run around like an old idiot like ha ha ha. You could get the best of me. Also, like Deckard kills are the most satisfying kills. Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you, man. <laughs> he literally kills him with a stick. It's like it's like Mikey kill. Yeah, you kill him with a baby fish. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you just put a puffer fish, and that's the deadliest puffer fish you've ever seen. 
Yeah, especially um, like in the like the crazy murky rework business. I, I also really just wanted to say that the new Garden Terror mechanic, I really like. I really think it's a good addition to HOTS having the super wave. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, I, like, I think that's a really good mechanic. Yeah, because I remember you were a bit skeptical about it, actually. I was I was super skeptical, but when I saw what the AI was doing with the flowers, I was like, yeah, no, I, I, like, I can get behind this. This is what most people usually do anyway, and um, it's actually pretty clever, clever flower placement. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and the fact that it's in all three lanes is like, is like super impressive. Yep, it's a very, very oppressive thing. Um, but I mean, it, it should be oppressive. It should be like on. It should be like um, Cast Hollow, you know, yeah. where if you manage to get three of these things, which like they're actually not trivial to get. Um, yeah, you should be rewarded. Yeah, definitely. It it should be punishing. It should be, um, you know, it it shouldn't be something to be taken lightly. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, uh, so I also noticed that in Hots playing solo, I just couldn't get a game. <laughs> I was like waiting five minutes for a game and I'm like, oh. Dude, that is, is just so weird. That is like completely opposite to what's been happening with me. Yeah. I think there's a, I think there's a sweet spot where waiting for game where like you can wait probably 40 to 120 seconds before you, um, don't want to play anymore. Mm, yeah. Right. Right. Mm. But um, I mean, that's just, maybe it's just me. And it happens. Um, over in Overwatch Land, I actually had a few. Uh, I actually had a few cool games of Overwatch. Oh man, you played Overwatch? Yeah, I played Overwatch. Nice. I was um, thinking of getting my rank. Oh season yeah, 12. getting your rank back. My rank, my uh, seven hundred, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, your top tier rank. My top tier rank, and basically, what I'm going to say is. Uh, booping people off the edge of the map with Lucio should definitely be like its own game. I believe there's an achievement for it, actually. <laughs> there might I mean, be. I, I'm sure there's an achievement, but like, I, I reckon there's a game and there's a game in here where like you have an AI player and he's running along making fun of you. You, you just boop him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there could be a brawl that they make, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or like, you know, it's some type of like fun game where. The whole idea is like you, you you know you drop a whole bunch of Lu Lucios on like a platform and then and then like <laughs> all they have is right click yeah all they <laughs> yeah yeah and see who like comes out on top with the booping yeah <laughs> there has to be some walls in there somewhere maybe there's like a pillar in the middle or something no 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 there's um there's walls that like um they like pop out of the ground and then shrink back down oh yeah yeah that could be cool yeah I like that idea yeah please if you're listening make this happen. I'm looking at you, Jeff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, uh, that's it for that, that's it for my week, Eugene. I'm keeping it short and sweet because because I know we got a lot of games. Yeah, dude. Uh, we we've already been talking for for a little while, but um, you know, it, it's been a good week in Blizzard. A lot of things have happened. Jeff. Um, now we'll let's uh, get onto some quick Blizzard news before we go. Um, I'm going to start off with something good, and then <laughs> we'll go into something uh, a little bit worse. So, uh, BlizzCon, like we said last time, is around the corner. And uh, mm -hmm. we do have some more information about the virtual ticket. Yep. So virtual ticket, uh, it's going to cost us $70 Australian, which is a somewhat increase on the um, on the price that we paid last year for it. Um, but I think it's perfectly reasonable uh, because we get to play WoW Classic uh, not only for that weekend, but a few days afterwards. Ooh. Nice. So, we're gonna first look back in the world 
of 2003. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> it's not quite 2003 because uh, Classic will be played on patch 1.12. Um, so that that will happen, but yeah, it's the first time in history where people at home get to experience a similar thing to people that paid uh, money to go to the convention. Hmm. Normally, all of the uh, release things are, you know, come play it on the demo floor, or come do this, or come do that at BlizzCon, and the people that can't attend it, you know, mostly people from overseas or people that can't get up at like four in the morning and spend, you know, and, and like redial at the at the exact right time or refresh their page at the exact right time, um, can mm -hmm. actually experience some of this stuff uh, at BlizzCon. So I'm actually pretty excited to go see it as well. The schedule has actually been put up. So you, you, we can go have a look at the schedule to see what's actually going to be on, um, which is pretty cool and pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, and I think $70 is uh, not a bad price for that. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, it's about, it's about as much as, um, let's see, a full price game. Yes, <laughs> it is a full price game and like, you know, content that we get for a little while, but yeah. I, I suppose when you compare it to actually going to BlizzCon, uh, it's a little bit different. Hmm. And even like... Yeah, but, but, but you also get like the everything you get in the virtual ticket as well, right? Like, uh, yes, you do. Between the old virtual ticket and this is, what, 20 bucks? I'm not sure. I yeah. don't know. But, but, but anyway, it doesn't sound like it's a giant hike or anything. It just sounds like they, they had to add some features and they're, they're trying to offset the, the dev costs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because like, th there's obviously time that's gone into, you know, making some of the extras uh, available, and I think it, it just required the slight price hike. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm definitely going to be buying the virtual ticket, and yep. um, yeah, I'm going to be getting up at four in the morning on what is it like November third or something to watch the opening ceremony. Yeah, boy, November third. All right. At least I think so. Man, I'm going to come over to your house November 2nd. Yep. Excellent. Uh, yep, I definitely am because that's a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, so, wow, son. So uh, now is the time for what I hope is a very, very short rant. I don't often do this, but. This is Level Up. Tell me about your tips and tricks to level up your inner geek. Um, sorry. My rant is about some things that I heard this week with the WoW community. What's going on? So a lot of things have been going on. Battle for Azeroth has been out for a little while, and um, there has been one sort of big elephant in the room and big feature that everybody really, really doesn't like. Um, and a lot of people are saying that they just absolutely hate, dislike, is the Azerite armor system. Oh man, did did they make another underwater zone? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Don't joke about that. That might actually happen. It might not be underwater, but Nashatar is definitely a thing. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we find Blizzard in yet again another like you know another situation where it doesn't really matter what they're going to do. People are going to complain about it. People are going to like it. People are not. Uh, yeah, this one seems to be from most of, uh, from some of the WoW community, mainly um, a lot of YouTubers that I watch, people like Valiela, like Preach, like Taliesin and Evertel, um, some of these big name YouTubers, 
Um, mm-hmm. They all don't like the Azerite system. Really? Yep. It is one of the most unanimously hated things, but for good reason. There are some good points that people bring up. The most, the most thing, uh, and and the one that I agree with the most is that it's very, very difficult for you to actually be able to, um, to find out whether or not the item that you got is actually an upgrade. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's the main argument that I think, and um, that's the big like, thing. You mean, you mean like beyond item level? So like, because only you figure out with the item level, but like beyond item level. Yeah. Um, the Azerite abilities themselves are different power levels and like the way they mix and match isn't clear. Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly right. So, you know, the, what was happening, which shouldn't have happened, Blizzard had fixed it, is that you could get a higher item level Azerite armor piece, but the traits on them are so bad in power level that it's actually worse for you to equip it. You actually get a significant DPS loss by equipping a higher item level gear. Yeah, I get you. So it's yeah. it's essentially like you you've nerfed an upgrade, like like because the item level should take into account the trait, but it doesn't. Yeah, no, it absolutely it absolutely doesn't. So there are a lot of traits that are outperforming others, and Blizzard have gone to fix that. But more to the point, um, like there've been a lot of discussion about it in in that you know people don't like it because of the fact that you can't really tell if it's an upgrade. You have to do endless simming, etc. And the big thing that happened was that the community manager law came out with a blue post that seemed childish and, um, you know, sort of almost joking around and almost mocking from the way that he said it. That's other people's interpretations. I actually didn't mind the way that he spoke about um, the Azerite armor system, but it did sound like he was um, calling out everybody on, on their shit. Well, I mean, in a blue to post. Me- to, to to me, like it, to me, it honestly read like somebody shit posting on um, on a forum. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> man, devs are humans too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that, that that's what I thought too. But um, it didn't go down very well, and a lot of people, like fuck tons of people, did not enjoy what Law was saying. And the the one that really got me fucking so angry about this whole thing was I was watching a video by Taliesin and Avatel, and Taliesin is this suave, like nice looking British dude who just really likes World of Warcraft oh, that's um, good. and um, and is normally really funny, normally really punny and uh, likes to make fun of people taking the game too seriously. Sure. So, and then he took the game too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a lot of opinions about different things. He had a lot of opinions about the uh, virtual ticket. Um, uh-huh. He also had a lot of opinions about, you know, about deconstructing Law's post about what was going on and saying that Law actually agrees with the majority of what was said in the article and all this other stuff. And, um, and, and, you know, when, when I, when I read that, I was like, oh, okay. So it, it's what Law said wasn't necessarily like, you know, really bad. Um, he was actually agreeing with a lot of things. He just didn't put forward many solutions. Um, which yeah, is, sure. yeah, which is like totally fine. But man, I did the classic rookie mistake. What did you do? I read the comments. Oh no, <laughs> the comments on the internet. Yeah, and man, <laughs> they're all poisonous. Oh, the comments. Nothing good is learned from comments. No, nothing good <laughs> is learned from comments. I just found out how fucking sick and degenerate the internet is. Oh, you didn't know. I already knew, but like, <laughs> I already knew that this was the case. 
But man, it was just really highlighted in like this whole thing where it was just completely like blown out of proportion and people like anonymously voicing their opinions at people. And it was just so yeah, fucking yeah, toxic yeah. that it really got me down about this like whole thing and about, and about uh. the game and about all this other stuff. And I really just wanted to like say is like, people just don't be dicks. It's not that hard. <laughs> Just imagine you're talking to the uh, to the person in front of your face and just say what you would say. Uh, there is actually research to support this. When we interact on Twitter, um, we don't actually think of the text we read as being written by a person. We we iconize the person, so so the person doesn't become uh, the person literally dehumanizes until all you think of them as is like a little cartoon icon. Yeah, right, dude. Mm. That makes total sense because like. From the amount of shit that I've seen, I'm just like, all these people are either very, very just like emotionally fucked, or you know <laughs> they're young, that they're, they're too young to understand what they're doing. Uh, it's probably a lot of, but mm. um, what I want to say is that obviously any commenters to chill esports are intelligent, beautiful, <laughs> and lovely people. Of course. Uh, I mean, if you disagree with me, sure. If you disagree with me, sure. But, you know, I, I just think that people should be nicer to each other. Uh. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we'll get on to some actual uh, esports now. Joey? Absolutely. I love esports. All right. Um, so, let's uh, first hear about what's been happening in Hearthstone esports. You face Jaraxxus! Eladon, Lord of the Burning Legion! Well played. Well played. Good game. Well played. Good game. You stream. I stream. We all stream for Hellstream! Alright, man. So, what we, uh, what we had with us was HCT Singapore. That is currently happening just right now, actually. Yes. Um, as, as we speak, it's still going on. Uh, but I did want to talk about some of the things that have been going on with it. So um, we're reaching sort of a point in the whole post-boomsday, post sorry. Post-boomsday. Um, yeah, where the meta has sort of like settled down a little bit. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, cause, uh, it's, it's always good when you can um, <clears throat> you can sort of see the, the, the math playing out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, that being said, I'm not sure that I like it too much. There are a lot of different variations that you can play on ladder for sure. Um, mm. And I, you know, me playing me me playing even Mechathune Warlock on ladder is just totally fine. Um, yeah. But when it gets to the high end, there are definitely some decks that are coming out more on top than all of the others. Yep. So, um, in particular, things that are still good, things like Shadowwalk Shaman. Nice. It's still up there. It's still there. Uh, things, lives. things like Quest Rogue and Odd Rogue are still a big, big popular things. <laughs> um, Backstab. <laughs> yes. Anal uh, rupture. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. It's not like you know. Fifteen minutes to shut down. You can't say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Then um, we had some Malagos Druid uh, hanging around, um, oh, which is the more prominent of the Druids, um, as well as a Tempo Mage or Aggro Mage that was very, very frequently banned. That's interesting. Is it too RNG-based? Like, it, it, it either wins or... 
Um, I think it's just very um, when it get, when it gets going, it gets going. Is 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 what I think happens with that one because yeah. you can drop the mana worm uh, on turn one and then get a bunch of spells going, get a bunch of tempos going. Um, and it's very yeah. very hard to remove. I think you can they can get out of control pretty quickly. Yeah, so, so think... it's it's sort of very uh, a draw based deck. Wait, like if it, if you get that awesome draw, then it's very hard to control. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, the one that I've seen that also banned a little bit but played is the Death Rattle Hunter. Yep. Um, and in fact, we had a lot of even lock, but. Yeah, we've also seen some just standard cube lock running around too, which is just fucking awesome. The cube is back. Yeah, as much as I said that I hated it, like if you go back two months and you said Eugene, like you know, cube lock, it's the best deck, right? We'd be like, fuck you, you suck. But um... <laughs> yeah, I remember, man. Yeah, all but the, all the void lords coming out, and you're like, oh, this is so cancerous. What is this? Shit? Yeah, I know. You know what? It's just it's just not the worst thing in the world anymore, which is kind of ridiculous to say. It, that is ridiculous because you know I, when I saw the cube go off for the first time, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, how is this, how is this balance? What are, what are you doing, please?" Yeah, I know. It turns out like there are a lot of other different cube targets. So mm. you know, um, some of the less popular things are classes like paladin, warrior, and priest are very very yep. underrepresented. Um, but there were some odd uh, odd paladins that I saw. Uh, and I and I assume that there'd be at least one odd warrior, but I'm not certain. I didn't actually see any. Um, so that was kind of how the meta was shaping up around the H around HEC Singapore, and it was pretty good. The reason I wanted to talk about it was because there are a lot of big names that came to this particular tour stop, even okay. though it was over in Singapore. So people uh, from uh, the Americans like Justin and Muzzy. Some mm -hmm. of the really really big names coming out of um, North America, as well as. Um, hunter ace and cydonia so some mm -hmm. of the more really prominent consistent european dudes that were still at this tournament um as well as a couple of australians Ooh, Naviute. yeah so akamaker akamaker and Naviute were also present um Naviute is actually just in the semi-finals like right now i'm not sure i'm not sure how it's going i haven't actually been watching he's but, winning um, but, he's winning um, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> yes so he's actually he made it all the way to the semifinals and beat Muzzy twice. Um, hey, good to hear. So, um, man, it it was just really, 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 really good to see. Um, there are a lot of um cool Singaporean players as well, a lot of Asian rep representation here. Um, which is like you know fair to say because it's just over in Singapore. Yeah, I mean, um, down the street for them. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah. So I just wanted to go over one of the games that I watched, and I caught the the third game in the series and went back to watch the other two. But um, I just thought it was a really, really interesting take on Hearthstone. And one of the big things that I always like about card games, things that just happen with card games, like card game things. Yeah. Um. So, gay one between these two was um Shadowwalk Shaman versus Even Warlock, and the Even Warlock just had a crazy fucking draw. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what what happened? Um, crazy draw. Drop down the giants. Drop down the um the drakes. But in particular, got down to seven health and was able to drop some hooked reavers. Um, then what happened was the shaman had a good board, but um, mossy horror just wiped it. 
So, so yeah, he he tapped super low and uh, and got his mossy horror out as soon as he could. Um, mossy horror doesn't it, well. Mossy horror doesn't require that you're on an, a low one that's hooked reaver, but mossy okay. horror um, destroys anything with um, uh, that's two power or less on the battlefield. And the shaman didn't <laughs> have a shadow. very yeah, yeah. The, and the shadowwork shaman didn't really have a very strong board at the time, but it was yeah. the only board that he was looking for and just really wiped him for the win. Yeah. Um, Second one was um, Muzzy was on Mel uh, on the Malagos Druid and um, Yonet was on the Death Rattle Hunter. And basically, man, if you watch this Death Rattle Hunter go off, it is fucking scary. So, what, so what's the strategy? So the strategy is is that it relies pretty heavily on Devil Saw Egg as well yep. as a bunch of other things that can trigger Death Rattles. A Devil yep. Saw Egg is a 0-3 that when it dies, it gives you a 5-5, five, five, Death Rattle, I should say. Um, and basically what happened was is that the Malagos Druid was just doing its normal thing of not really doing too much on turns, you know, 1 to 4, um, mm -hmm. except for possible ramping and playing some minions and whatnot. Yep, going for that, but basically, uh, going for that big juicy uh, endgame. Yeah, yeah, going for the, well, yeah, that's exactly what it does, getting ready for endgame. Um, but man, the, the fucking Devil Saw Egg into the Death Rattle shenanigans. So there are a bunch of cards that can proc Death Rattles as well to give you a minion, which means yep. that you get the 5-5 five, five and you still have the egg. And yep. the Malagos Druid couldn't do anything about the Hunter doing that for two turns in a row. So yeah, they yeah. had a couple of 5-5s. Five, so he had, a, he had a couple of 5-5s, five, five, <laughs> some other bodies, and a Devil Saw Egg still. Then on fucking top of oh. that, the Malagos Druid goes to create a board, right? Yep. But the thing yep. is, they're all two power or less. So then what happens? Mossy Horror comes down, kills his entire board, kills the Devil's Egg in the process, gets another 5-5, five, five, and uh, I think it was a concede at that point. That is depression. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just depression like the Mossy just Horror, bottled up. The Mossy Horror coming down, that, like, that, is, that is liquid depression hitting yeah. the board. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... And it was, oh, dude, it was so nuts and, um, you know, kind of crazy. So basically, Qnet, which is um, which is the guy playing Muzzy in this game, forgot to mention, uh, he goes up 2-0, and then it's game three, everything's on the line, and it's Malagos Druid versus Shadowwalk Shaman. And normally, oh, normally, it's a bit of a, bit of a like, toss-up between um, who wins. So, like, man... Malagos Druid was uh, being piloted by Muzzy again. It was versus Shadowwalk Shaman. The Shadowwalk Shaman went super duper wide on the board, right? He had all these fucking dudes with Killer Seth and all of these minions. Yep. Um, got, his, got his totems up. He's, he's like ready to go. Yep. Totems up. Killer Seth down. All these other battle cries down. Went super wide and just got fucked up by Starfall. Starfall? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's a card that doesn't normally get played very much, but. Um, yeah. So did, was it tacked into the Malagos deck, do you think? Um, it's been showing up in Malagos decks more often uh, just mm. because it could be a big burst at the end of the game or it ah, could clear enough. up a board of, um, of anything with two or less. Um, yeah, of two or less. So, yeah. um, but then what happened was the Malagos Druid just decided to fucking go all in, right? Put the yep. Alexstrasza, put his enemy down to 15. Uh, that got pretty, that got like cleaned up. And then decided that he had some minions on board and decided to just go straight for the Malagos. 
but then um, he sort of underestimated his opponent and the Malagos all got dealt with. It got cleaned up. Ah, oh, shit. So, um, so, man, it was kind of nuts. And then what happened was, is that after he lost the Malagos, after he lost the Alexstrasza, Shadow Walk Shaman settled down, got his health back, and then the casters were like, oh, that's it. He's fucking done. You know? <laughs> but man, he wasn't done. How he... was he not done? Like, Mally's gone. Yeah. So here's the thing. He played a branching paths and howl and got all the fucking armor in the world. Oh, uh, shit. And then basically was able to stick a board um, because the shaman had used most of their removal to deal with all of the other threats, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then there was this crazy fucking play where he, instead of like taking a conservative route, he was like, nah, screw this. I'm going for it. He used his second branching pass, not for armor or card draw or anything to like buff his board that he got. And then Mm -hmm. when the shaman was on like pretty much no cards, right? Decided to naturalize to push the damage face and give the shaman an extra two cards. Oh, that's pretty pretty daring. Dude, fucking balls of steel. Yeah, balls of steel. Um, but even though that happened, even though he gave the shaman an extra two cards, the shaman actually never hit Shutterwalk. Oh no, really? Yeah, and um, Muzzy was able to get his Malfury and the Pestilent on the board and was just able to pressure uh, out and just like get the win. Ah. Uh, with some good plays. So, man. Fucking. Th- this never is give part- up. Yeah, this is the part I want to say never give up. <laughs> just <laughs> never don't. give up. You can still it's win. A, it's a fucking card game. Anything can happen. Even without Malagos, even with all your cards gone, you know you can still you can still pull out the, like the the fucking hail mary sometimes. Yeah, dude. If you just if you just sequence it almost fucking perfectly, then you can still win. So yeah, it was a great game. But, well, that is really good sequencing, though. Like like mm. I wouldn't have thought to do that. Like I, I wouldn't have like calculated. Okay, what's the probability that he's not going to draw Shadow Walk? We, we're like this many cards in and. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Oh, yeah. That was definitely. Oh, dude, it was definitely a fucking gamble. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he was expecting to win that game. No. Uh, I reckon RNG gods just put a shadow walk like right on the bottom of the of the deck for um for the druid. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, the next game wasn't so lucky. Man, it, the shadow walk just like fucking stomped him with a combo. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Muzzy ended up losing. Um, he yeah. ended up losing three one. Um, but I really, I really wanted to highlight this just because it was the epitome of, I, I wrote him off. The casters wrote him off. <laughs> yep. His opponent wrote him off. Even you think he was like, fuck this, but he managed to win. And I think that's a beautiful story. That is beautiful. That's, yeah. um, that they should definitely make a, 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 a biopic of this win. <laughs> Very true. Just, just in the cinemas, um, someone could be played by Samuel L. Jackson, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy would be put by the rock. Doesn't matter. Yep, these intense hostile plays. <laughs> yeah, they need to like have their biceps, you know, while um <laughs> while stroking their chin. They need to show off their yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> show off their show off their their awesome jawlines. Yep. Oh, <laughs> um, so anyway, um, that was it for the uh, HCT and uh, what's going on over in um Singapore at the moment. So man, yeah, I think it's time to get into some Heroes Esports. I have a PhD in PvP. You have some skill. Talent. 
Ah, that seems generous. What? I mean, I knew I could do that. All right, man. So, let us know what's been happening over on the European side of the pond. So, over on the European side, we had three games in the playoffs in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Um, nice, and it nice. was it was intense, and I was like, I was like, going, this is going all right. Can Method redeem themselves? And they did. I was like, yes, Method, go for it. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, um, I'm not sure what happens, but it, so essentially, we only had three games because because Europe has th- three positions in BlizzCon. Yeah, sure. And you guys had already sorted out two of them, the top two. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so right. it, it was just sorting out the third one. Mm-hmm. So the it was a three series playoff, and uh, the first series was Method versus Granite Gaming, and essentially Method have had a pretty lackluster performance in phase two. So like I wasn't like uh, Method, yay. Yeah, yeah, you're a bit <laughs> and, and, like and, and oh. this is coming from a, like a method, a, a method like diehard fan. I'm like, yeah, Method, go. But yeah, no, no yeah, no, you I'm have like, been you have been a pretty big Method fan. You're right. I have because because. They're just sort of like the, the Cinderella story, mm, right? But um, so so this time it was against Granite Gaming, mm-hmm. and Granite Gaming, like you know, they're saying, okay, Method's not looking in in too good shape, and you know, we're, we're pretty okay, so I reckon we can take them. And basically, uh, Granite Gaming couldn't take them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. They just couldn't do it. No, they they just couldn't pull it out. Um, I have highlighted the third game was fun to watch. So uh, let's see, we've got Towers of Doom, and oh yeah, yeah. So it it was it ended up being a three one, and it, it was a, it was a three one because of this Towers of Doom game where where Granite, it was just skin of the fucking teeth. Was, oh was damn. Game. Yeah, but so, Towers of Doom often does that. Towers of Doom is often just like, oh man, we just like eked out the win. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just one shot. <laughs> They're fighting on this altar. I don't like, oh, oh my man. god! So and it, it like, it, it, it all came down to this um, Illidan versus Tychus play, where um, essentially Illidan, Illidan um, did the hunt in. Uh-huh. Um, on uh, on a different on a on a different champion, blew it up, and all the meanwhile, Tychus uh, went into mech form, and he's like pushing the big red button, like die, Illidan. Yeah, 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 just like trying to go for it. Yeah, and Illidan's like, you are not prepared, and like just fucking just fucking starts doing flips and shit at random. Yeah, yeah, the standard Illidan bullshit. Yeah, and basically. Uh, Tychus got pushed off the point. Wow, that's yeah. that's crazy. Yep, it's just just dodging skill shots and uh, and getting the the clutch heals from Lucio, not Lucio, uh, Braving. Oh yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> like it, it just all came down to like the those like two percent kind of thing. It was like, oh my god. Yeah, and so like Illidan was just like able to. Able to push him off the point, get it down, and mm. then, and then, and then, boom! But um, a lot of it also came down to um, there's because it, it was a blow up with uh, an Elden Zeratul combo. Oh sure, so like so, so Zeratul, yeah. So so Elden dived in, and then Zeratul did his uh, teleporting bullshit. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm quite familiar with the teleporting bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so, so so game three series one was was definitely one to watch. I was like, oh yes, this is a uh, this is serious in the storm. Yeah, it like, was a close you know. match and it went down to the wire and it yeah. was just like on this like big uh sort of outplay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nice. So so Methodist leftovers, I was like, okay, so 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 Meth they've they pulled out a pretty solid winning against Granite Gaming. How are they gonna do against leftovers? And and but it's sort of like um the the crackerjack joke, like you you never you never get to say uh, crackerjack before he kills you. Yeah, right. So you go crackerjack, and then yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and and this is method versus left up. Uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Basically, um, Mopsio is a god, and he's just the best tank I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know where this guy's been. Yeah, well, th- that just happens, man. It's always the story, like. Every international event that leftovers go to, or any team that has Mopsio on it, like they just always manage to to just do things. They just eke it out every time. Yeah. Um, a Twitch chat was really funny watching this because there's a there's a cool meme. Um, <laughs> let's watch my boy Mopsio wipe the floor with X, where X is the enemy team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just spamming in the chat the whole time. Whenever, whenever Mopsio does stuff. <laughs> oh man that would have been so good you know i can't watch th- i can't watch things with twitch chat though it's just always just this fucking scrolling text of random shit yeah i i know but it's um it sort of adds a bit of like the stadium levels of excitement right because you, you know yeah, in, a, in a stadium with a, with a football field you're going Rawr! yeah it's it's sort of like that it's like Rawr! yeah okay um, yeah yeah i can see what you mean so yeah, um, I watched my boy Mopsio wipe the floor with Method. Yeah, cool. Cool. Um, How was he doing it? What like what heroes was he playing? Dibbles, lots of Dibbles. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Diablo is pretty yeah. big right now. Uh, Diablo, etc, and Mafia. Uh, Mafia. Uh, was his roster. Oh okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So game one. Um, Leftovers pretty much left Method in the dust, and it was it was interesting because they gave Method Medivh, which was um, they gave Method Medivh and Diablo actually, and um, Mopsio was on Garrosh, mm-hmm. and basically, um, Method just lost the four the four one split. Four v four then uh, with Medivh on the on their side. Medivh being uh, normally a, normally a band because they're really good at it. Yeah, yeah. So Medivh is normally very like, like very heavily banned. Mm. Yeah, so he just um, wasn't he just wasn't making it work in the four v four. No, because um, basically Garrosh kept catching Taranda out. I think uh, Kirsten is the planning. Yeah. Right. So Garrosh would, cut, would would catch Toronto out uh, and uh, flip bitches. Yeah, <laughs> yep, his speciality. His <laughs> speciality. And essentially, that early lead of taking, um, they took, I think, two turrets, um, and that led into uh, some pretty bad immortal fights. And leftovers won the game at level seventeen. Whoa, that is so early. Yeah. Oh man, you weren't kidding. Yeah, so, so so they had talent advantage on every immortal except the first one. Oh wow, that is just oppressive. Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. That's just like, that's when you like, you know, you've won the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, game two, Volskaya. So, man, guess what the most important time in, in Volskaya Foundry was? Uh, let me guess. It was the second objective, right? <laughs> Actually, you're correct. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> He's absolutely correct. Um, I'm just going to leave it at uh, Leftovers did so well that um, the method was dead by protector number two. Oh my god, that is fucking depressing. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so essentially, the, what happened, the, the reason it happened was because um, protector number one actually lasted quite a while. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, because there was a huge dance on the points, like like who's going to win protect number one? And it just took forever, mm-hmm. and eventually the first trick came out at level ten. Oh damn, that is pretty pretty late. Yeah, it's a super late protector. Protectors only come out um, level seven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. getting a protector level ten meant that they got the mid fort and half halfway through the top fort. Mm, sure. And essentially what happened after that was Method's like, okay, well, we're still in this game. We just, we just need the bio to commit her and, and, and we'll take point two. Uh-huh. Instead of getting a bio to commit her, what they found was a team wipe. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because Garrosh was angry. <laughs> oh, man. Like, let's just get the bio to commit. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> also, um, uh, what's his name? D.A.D.? DAB? Oh, yeah, DAB. DAB, yeah. Yeah. DAB on Tracer, um, he just like, he, he just pulled it out and, uh, and started killing Thrall and Mephisto mercilessly. Oh, man. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. The, the casters were joking that uh, we, need a, we need a Tracer cam just for, just for DAB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising. I hear he is pretty good on the, uh, on the hero. Yeah. Um... So in Spider Queen, uh, <laughs> I've written Tyrande gets caught twice with leftovers making 40, 40 chess plays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember this. So, so basically, um, Kirsten would try to rotate, and and, and Method would just know where Tyrande was and kill her as, as she was rotating. <laughs> uh, you mean you mean leftovers? Um, well, yeah, yeah, leftovers caught, uh, leftovers caught, uh, Carson. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Man, he sounds like he just wasn't having a good time, Carson. Yeah, well, no, both Carson and Benny, they were, um, I think Benny was having trouble dealing with Mopsio, like, just as a player. Because, mm, yeah, right. Mopsio's just a little bit too aggressive, um, always in the right position, sort of thing, and he's got the unkillable devils thing going. Yeah, sure. It was just this constant nuisance. And Kirsten, I think, yeah, just it was game three. They'd just been stomped twice, just having a bad game. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, 3 0 series, and uh, Bob Steele was giving a bit of smack talk to Method. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. <So> Dang. <laughs> after the game, so I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, you, you can't like rub salt in that, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, it, it was pretty entertaining for me, but um, I think method method can definitely do better, and I hope they use the the extra long holiday to um, to scrim up their champions and and cover up their weak spots and and get back into the international team that I know they are. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Like it is a good time for them to reflect on things. I mean, 
what's most likely going to happen is that like the company is going to be like blah, 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 and then like do some you know roll you know uh, swaps and whatnot but um i really i really hope not uh because it'll give them time to you know get get back into the groove because they they're yeah. pretty close to making it but you know no they're all um like method art in like relegation like like they're not in the crucible they're, they're not bad they're not a bad team it's just yeah right they're also not a team that could win right now so yeah that's that's very true and uh, and leftovers made it very clear what their weaknesses were so yeah right right so i mean all, all they have to do is just like take take that feedback and yeah, exactly. try, try to do things with it yeah yeah so series three leftovers versus fanatic and this was tense because it was um both teams were on a nine five split Nine wins, five losses. Oh, right, right. And really interesting, Fnatic only prepared for leftovers. They, did that, they didn't prepare for Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he, uh, he actually said, like, if, yeah, if we get Method, we're actually going to be a little bit screwed because we have no idea or, like, what they're doing at the moment. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, dude. All right. Anyway. Yeah, so... so- so Fnatic had this cool idea of using Sylvanas against uh, Leftovers. Yeah, right. And and they actually went double specialist in Curse Hollow. Oh man, double specialist. Oh, with um, Sudden Hammer. Yep, Hammer, Hammer Sylvanas. Yeah, so, right. Okay. So so we're talking like towers made of cheese <laughs> levels of specialist here. Yep. And apparently, this was unbeatable in um, this was unbeatable in scrims. Oh, so, so, really? So, so, so against uh, against open division and against um, whoever they're screaming against, uh, uh, nobody could beat the uh, this Savannah strategy. Yeah, right. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, until they met Mopsio <laughs> <laughs> playing ETC. Oh yeah, for sure. And until they just met their fucking match, apparently. Yeah. Um. So the so the. They, one of the things that was interesting was that leftovers had a slight advantage in the early game, uh-huh. um, and this is because the double specialists weren't able to uh, capture a capture a curse because uh-huh. the double specialist was obviously going for buildings. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so they did the interesting curse defense where you take a boss at level uh, eight ish, um, uh, while the enemy team is getting their third. Their third curse point. Oh yeah, the yeah. Boss that, the strategy. Down the yeah. yeah, right, right. The, the, the boss will march down the bottom, and, and then basically the the curse is just a wash. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that worked awesomely. Mm. So um, I've got where even we're even pretty much at fourteen. So like, there's nothing in the game at level fourteen. Like, could go either way. And the first good team fight uh, was over the second tribute after curse. Mm-hmm. And that left leftovers losing three zero. Oh so, dang! Yeah, so yeah, so, it's a so pretty Fnatic, bad fight for them. So Fnatic get a really good mid game after that fight, and it's pretty much um, Sylvanas's mind control. Yep, like you you could see why why it happened because Sylvanas got a, got an MC off on Decad. Oh yeah, sure, that'd be pretty brutal. Yeah, it's brutality. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so the the mind control into muradin stormbolt into you know um mc hammer nonsense 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, all, all that crazy business. This sort of, like, Fnatic in the dominant position kept going up until uh, level 21 uh, slash level 19. Oh, yeah. So there was a spicy though, late game. had a two-level lead. Hmm? There was a spicy late game. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're at super late game here. Yep, nice. What happens is that Fnatic mo uh, moved down to the bottom bosses at spawns, and Dahaka just happened to be there, like when like when they were doing it. Oh. So I don't know if I don't know. I was he just like did he predict it or was he doing something else? And you know, because because he was probably um, getting getting creepers in the bottom, like to stop the catapults, right? Yeah, probably. And basically, Savannah did a, did a mind control onto Dahaka, which was going to kill him, which would give Fnatic with the boss everything they needed to win. But Dahaka, on hearing the noise, hits Burrow, and the MC's broken. Damn, the reaction speed. Yeah, the fucking reaction speed. And ETC obviously globaled in immediately as soon as as soon as it came over comms. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, they would have just been like, gah, 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 gah. yeah, like straight away. <laughs> yep. And it actually ended up being a... Um... So after getting the bottom boss, it was pretty much a base race where leftovers were... Like, all Fnatic had to do was hold on to the core Mm -hmm. Until the boss was dead, and like maybe maybe leftovers lose a member or two. Yeah, right. And then Fnatic's won the game because Fnatic has two keeps down. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, so they're pretty Fnatic in a really has good the position. whole home map advantage, really good position. And they just got it. Is it, it was like you know little 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 Genji little Genji ninja stars slowly <laughs> slowly whittling the core down. I, I jumped around like a gimp. Oh my god. And yeah, Fnatic lost. I was like, "Oh man, oh, you guys!" Yeah, that's crazy business. Damn. Yeah. Uh, game two in that series. So like, th this was like the series to watch, right? Because like, like these two teams they were completely even, and like mm. it could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, so game two was Boe, and essentially there was nothing in the game. Um. Even up to level 19. Oh, wow. There was just nothing in it. Nothing in it. It could have gone either way the, the whole time. And uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a like a boring chess game. It was a fucking bloodbath the whole time. <laughs> wow, okay. Dang. Yeah. Um, and essentially, what really got it was the level 16 talent on Diablo, where you can charge after doing a flip. Oh yeah, yeah, charge, the charge. yeah, charge flip charge. Yep, yep. So I've written here, Hanzo was out of position, and in, in brackets, he was somewhere on the map. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he was just within vicinity of charge, right? Well, where he actually was, he 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 was he was fighting he was fighting the immortal, like as Hanzo does, and he's melting it. Yeah, sure. Like that's the reason that he's there, right? Yep. And Diablo's in a Diablo's in a bush, and in the middle of the enemy team. Diablo does charge flip charge on Hanzo, mm -hmm. and Hanzo dies. Oh my god! I'm like that is disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Oh that's man, disgusting. 
and um, essentially limiting calamity in, and like she, she was getting all these mad resets and like like killing killing lots of people. Yeah, sure. And leftovers only got one immortal that game. It was the fourth immortal, and it was the one that won. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude! It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. like off the Diablo blow up, they they come in, kill everybody, well, kill most people, get the immortal, and then win the game. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> all, dude. All, all of all of that Diablo play, I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. god damn. Yep. Mopsio. Uh yeah. <laughs> so I've written about the game three Infernal Shrines. Uh, yep. Mopsio was on Diablo again, mm-hmm. and I've written here Diablo has nine lives, needs a cat skin. <laughs> yeah, they just couldn't kill the guy. Like, like he'd go, he he he'd go in, get super low, and then he'd be he'd be full health again because of because of um his all, all his regen. Yeah, yeah, because all the regen bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Um. So leftovers actually took command of the other game, which is unlike them. Like normally, Fnatic had the had the other game and uh, leftovers would, would come back with a hail mary. Yeah, they sort of like come and win later on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and every time when Diablo, whenever Diablo fell, the leftovers team fight fell apart because he was like the front line. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like their rock and anchor and whatnot. Yeah, and so like the the fanatic we were using a big part of the because fanatic had Lyoric and Tychus. Mm-hmm. So, so they had the ability to kill mm-hmm. any tank they wanted. Yeah, sure. Like, because um, they just have all the percentage damage. Yeah, yeah, and right. and it's it pretty was pretty scary. Not gonna lie, there. It was legitimately scary, and the fact that you got Blaze uh, supporting Diablo. So, like, whenever Diablo is in trouble, just pop the bunker, and Diablo's safe. Yeah, right. Um. Oh, and 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 Tyrande as well. So you know you have Hunter's Mark damage, like in- increasing everything. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So so you can imagine like Blaze was like a a fucking paper towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been. It fucking would have been. <laughs> yeah, but um, this actually ended up being a fanatic victory. Oh. Yeah. And it was all due to the Tiger's grenade. Oh really? Oh man, what happened? Uh the so it was just so the target's grenade at level sixteen, you can take one that does the grenade does percentage damage as well. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And yeah, that's just Yeah. That, uh, like that's pretty much it. Like like Diablo come in and try and do stuff, but um with Fnatic they commanded the mid game because they they got a really good fight around the shrine. Mm-hmm. And leaving Diablo dead and you know that's pretty much it. Like, they couldn't, leftovers couldn't do much because of the shutdown that they'd they'd done on, on this particular game. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I see what you mean. So they put themselves in a good position, and then it was yeah, it ju- it was just made worse with a few like power spikes and whatnot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, the final game, Tales of Doom. Uh, clearly a leftovers win because I just said it was the final game. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was another super tense Tales of Doom game. Uh, there, were, there were only four shots in it. Like like literally the first point it was what, what was what won the game, because you know the the, oh the first God. the first phase the first altar phase is always like three. Yeah, it's always three, and then and like one team one team gets two. two. Yeah. yeah. So yep, that was it. There was there was literally four points in it, oh, <laughs> like the entire game, and and, and Fnatic was always just a little bit behind. I was like, ah, oh, 
guys. Yeah, and they needed they probably obviously needed a victory at one and not just to like trade off or Yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. Um th- there was a really interesting um situation at the end where leftovers had uh leftovers had two on the top and one of Fnatic's towers. Mm-hmm. And Fnatic had two on the bottom and the uh, and the middle tower. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and and that was really interesting because Fnatic at that point they were winning all the team fights, but the map position was such that leftovers had like all leftovers had all the towers, so it didn't matter if Fnatic got a shot. Yeah, right, right, because it'd yeah. always be like too little. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, it it literally it ended zero uh, four on, on on that game, and like it it all came down to like uh, Li Ming, like she had this really awesome play set up. Where she'd calamity in this uh, leaming on fanatic. Yeah, right, right. She'd calamity in to kill. Uh, I think it was Deckard or Genji. Um, and and then she'd pop, you know, orb and missiles, and then she'd just calamity out and like she'd be safe. But she miscalculated damage. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so she Take that, leaming. So we got no, back to uh, fucking math school. Yeah, uh, no resets for you. And that was actually the the. Like that was technically like the game losing move, but like you know, it's not everything loses the game. It's like I, like I wouldn't put it on just leaving miscalculating. Is, yeah, is what no. else, but yeah, yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of like bad things that happened after that because then she couldn't yeah. get out and didn't get yeah, any yeah. resets and all this other shit. So and then and yeah. then you know, Fenex lost their leaming, and then they um, uh, Tracer can dive on Hammer and blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. Just like bad shit happens after that. Yeah. yeah. Man, just well, I mean, it's not all like Leeming's fault, but man, when, when when you go in expecting the reset and you don't get it, oh man, it just feels so bad. Yep, so bad. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've got to hand it to Tyrion Luther. They did a two v five right at the end, uh, trying to get the final point. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can live forever. Yeah. Well, because you, you can actually guarantee it with sanctification, divine, divine shield. Yeah, they, yeah, they tried. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it was really close. Like, oh, it was okay. close. <laughs> yeah, because I think you have to get a small channel on it at the start, and then, um, oh yeah, no, but it has to be somebody else because Interior, yeah, yeah. No, you exactly. can't, you can't get a full uninterrupted channel. Exactly. Yeah. As right. as Fnatic discovered. <laughs> yeah, there has to be one other person there to do it. Oh, yeah. dang. Oh, dude, this sounds like some crazy strategy. Uh, well, some crazy games and strats and plays yeah. and misplays. Crazy business. Yeah, all right. Tell me more about NA. I'm, I'm keen to hear about the story. Oh, man. Okay, so this was just a great story. So unlike the obvious Supriya EU overlords, we only have two spots at um at BlizzCon um, over in North America. Should have um, won Western Clash. Yep, should have. Should have. Um, so... It started out with um, obviously the two lowest teams, which is Endemic versus LFM. And um, LFM are generally considered the weaker of the two. And Endemic was also like, they've been doing okay, but notoriously been struggling a little bit and had a lot of role swaps and trying to find out where people go. Yeah, sure. Um, So the one thing that I'll say is that, man, double support was fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. Tassadar was an insanely common pick. Um, Taranda White Man was of the highest absolute priority. Um, and dude, 
when they have double support together, Tyrande White Mane, it seems really fucking broken because they have a lot of healing between them. Like just White Mane alone has a lot of healing, but they yeah, can still deal like a, a good amount of damage. Thanks for that there, Hunter's Mark. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Hunter's Mark is good. Like, and then Inquisition as well as, um, is it Searing? Mm. Searing Lash? Yeah, Searing Lash. Yeah, like just does pretty solid damage for the support role and they can spam it out at a good, at a good thing. So um, that was going everywhere with Deckard still being a pretty solid pick. Um, and the first time in ages, I actually saw Valor being played. Hey, Vala. Yeah, man. She, um, she's a, she, she's always a favorite pick of mine. Yeah, yeah, she is. So, like, there was a lot of things going on. Um, when it comes to this game, it was pretty close, I have to say. Um, it was a lot closer than what I thought. There was a good back and forth between games. Um, standard, pretty, pretty standard maps for Sky Temple, Infernal, Dragonshire, Tomb, and Towers. Um, yeah. But, man, it was just a big back and forth between the two. Um, and it wasn't necessarily who got which, who got which picks. Um, from what I can see, it was just very, 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 very even down the line, but it ended up being a 3-2 um, to Endemic, um, with uh, Endemic disabled to close it out in the last game. Um, wow, five maps. On, on Towers awesome. of Doom. Yeah, dude, it was full, full five games. Um, we got to see some good shit over in North America. So um, that was uh, half of how sort of day one went. Yep. And then... The next part was that Endemic had to double up, so they had to go twice in um, in one day. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, pretty brutal. So they had a bit of a break. They came back, and their next matchup was up against Team Freedom. Freedom! Yeah, so Team Freedom, you know, fucking the full America. Um, yeah. <laughs> Team Constitution. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They um they're actually the best performing North American team at most of the clashes and international events. Okay. Um, so even though they were coming in as the third seed at the um at the clash and the brawl, um they mm -hmm. actually performed better than Tempo Storm, uh performed better than um Hero South um at, you know as far as how far they went. So okay. even though Hero South and Tempo Storm are the highest seeds, um Team Freedom was uh was still uh, considered to be one of the best teams in my opinion. And man, when they versed Endemic, holy shit. There's a reason they have their reputation. There's a reason that they're good, and it's because they have an insanely good macro game. And you know what? I think they played the same fucking three heroes every single time for, e for, for every game that they played <laughs> against Endemic. So oh, man. They just played the fucking holy trinity of Anubarak, Greymane, and Urel. They... Um, uh, how big is the Heroes of Storm roster again? It's uh, three champions, right? Yeah, obviously. But uh, <laughs> and, and it was basically the Anubarak, Greymane was extremely macro-oriented. They would use this to... Because um, you can spawn beetles with the Anubarak, get shields, and Greymane is notoriously really good for just melting structures. Um, yeah. So... In every game that they played, they were just able to get that macro lead to even give up uh, the first immortal on uh, Infernal Shrines. And, oh, sorry, give up the first, what are they called it? Not immortal. Uh, Punisher. Punisher, that's it. First Punisher on Infernal Shrines and whatnot, just to get um, more of a structure lead and soften up everything. And man, it just like, it just worked for them. 
they were able nice. to give up a bit of an early game, get some macro lead, and just like take it late game. And um, by the book, yeah, it's almost like a Korean, like Korean style of winning a game. Like the Koreans aren't winning until they win the game, and yeah, um, exactly. yeah, and that's pretty much the same thing with Team Freedom. Is that in every single one of these games, they just won not by like you know making the mega flashy um like team wipe and then and then beating the core like every single game and they won it 3-0 mind you they mm -hmm. won they won every single map and it wasn't just um and it wasn't just normal macro maps like they did have sky temple um which is a pretty heavily macro oriented but infernal shrines and tomb of the spider queen infernal shrines pretty macro but tomb you have to argue that there's a lot of wave clear a lot of other things going on yeah um, but man they were just able to take all of them out and just Every single game, it seemed that um, they were just able to just kill the core, <laughs> like fulfill the objective of the game. Like it was never clean. There was always one person on the enemy team or two or three alive, but they just yeah, managed sure. to take down the core every single time. Nice. And so, 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 so there was always a fight at the core as it was down. Yeah, there was just always a fight at the core. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and but it just so happened that Team Freedom were just able to take it out. Even like I think one time they only had like one or two people left over, like hitting on the core. But I mean, killing the core is killing the core, man. Yeah, I mean that's all you need. Yeah, so in the game. yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like flashy. It but it was effect. It, it was like you know, uh, it worked. It was effective. Yeah, nice. So, the team freedom won today. Yeah, team freedom. Team freedom won it, and they went on to the second day to face off. Now, um, we actually had to have four series, so there is a couple more to go. So, team yep. freedom uh, had to go up against two people in order to um, in order to try secure their um, their spot. Yep. Next opponent for team freedom was uh, team Octalysis. The Octas. Yep, which was if you've been Back listening to us, yeah, if you've been listening to us, Octalysis have been the guy, uh, well, not the guy, the team that have just been innovating. They've been taking heroes to a weird fucking place, playing all, all these sorts of crazy shit heroes, crazy fucking compositions. Zoltank. Yep, Zoltank, except, you know, running all these crazy fuck off things and yep. um, really just out. Uh, out macroing and microing their, their opponents and just playing things that people aren't really ready for um so i was a bit skeptical i was a big octalysis fan because i thought i really liked how they were playing mm -hmm. so what happens is team freedom go up against octalysis and freedom just you know they try some things um they get they get medivh let through in the first game um but man octalysis just fucking crushed them on volskaya they um <laughs> They 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 <laughs> was gave it the them third protector. Uh, I think it was. I don't remember, but um, <laughs> they basically let them have Sergeant Hammer, and uh, were Ooh. just able to fuck it up with my Evan my Ev Chromey um sort of bullshit. Hmm. Chromey's a Chromey's actually a fairly daring pick after Reba. Uh yeah, it was a pretty daring pick. It didn't do spectacularly. But mm. I think it did well enough to be able to do uh, to be able to do some damage in the team fights. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, and you know there was a lot of Mayev play, a lot of Mayev setup around it, where it was just very very hard for them to get away. Even yeah. even though they had a um, 
even though they had the Medivh. Yep. So, Vitalis just take game one pretty handily, and then, man, same fucking story. Game two, um, they just run a really wacky composition and were able to take out Tomb of the Spider Queen. Um, oh, nice. Team Freedom get a good wave clear composition. Um, they get a double sort of support style with White Main Tassadar. Um, mm-hmm. And then they decide to run a pretty wacky composition with like Zul, Sonya, Greymane. But then Octalis is like also have a really fucking wacky composition where they had solo tank Yurel with um, with uh, solo support Decid, um, uh, Tracer, Maev, and um, and um, oh fuck, what's his name? Phoenix. So man, that's just- a lot of damage. Holy shit. Dude, there was a lot of fucking damage going around in this game. Like, there was just a lot of crazy damage going off everywhere. And there's Hmm. like no no damage going on. Uh oh, sorry. No like main tanks that are like to be seen. Like Yurel and Zul Sonya are really the only warriors that are in the game. (laughs) What's a main tank? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's basically like what I'm gonna be. That's a wacky move. That's a wacky match. That's what yeah, that is. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. Fucking wacky match, right? Is what do you expect in a fucking like quick match situation? Yeah, definitely. And this is like professional heroes of the storm. So um basically uh So, so Octa's up, so up two games. Yeah, Octa's up two games, fucking smashed them. Um there was pretty much like no contest for those two. And it was looking pretty grim for um for Team Freedom. But... Is this the end of Freedom? <laughs> of Freedom? <laughs> single manly tier yeah pretty much <laughs> but then it's infernal shrines and man team freedom hit back nice they hit back and they hit back hard they go back on the uh the white white main tacita um valor composition so there's a white main task valor composition and then they decide to not do a main tank again they have um blaze and urel so they basically say, well, two offlaners will equal one main tank. Um, <laughs> and awesome. yeah, man, Valor was just doing all the damages. They had the safety net. They were able to they were able to take it out and able to take it out pretty well. Okay, awesome. So they're back in the game. It's three one, but man, they still got a they still got a little while to go. Next yeah, game, exactly. next game was on Dragonshire, and holy fuck, was there the crazy shit fucking compositions again. Oh no. So, okay. <laughs> so there's an Abatha, Zeratul, Romy, Samuro, and um Johanna. That was so, like, that was Team Octalysis. Where are all the bodies? Yeah, there aren't any. There there are no bodies. This is on Dragonshire. Solo support. Solo support. Um what's his name? Abatha. And triple stealthy. Yeah. Uh, no, double stealthy. So well, have, I mean, uh, yeah, Abathur's like a secret stealthy. Like, yeah, yeah. So Abathur, Zero Tool, and Samoro, with Johanna being the big body, and Chromie is the fucking you know little gnome off in the other. So the big thing around this one is that is that the opposing team, uh, Team Freedom, uh, had mm-hmm. one warrior, and that was Blaze. They, they again ran a double support. They ran Decid, Tassadar, and then Hammer instead. And then, yeah. not only that, they had a fucking Illidan as Illidan. well. <laughs> Gotta hunt those Abathurs. Yeah, dude. It was just fucking insane. 
I was looking at these drafts and I'm just like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. And yeah. um, dude, there were a lot of crazy fights that happened, and I just I, I have to tell you, uh, it was just really good play. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it'd be interesting for sure because like I I actually can't tell you how to have it. Yeah, I mean, just from looking at it, you can't even tell how this is gonna go. But um, obviously, Illidan went went the hunt for global. Um, yeah. And they just had some really, really good plays. They set it up everything nice to get to get all of the Dragon Knights. Nice. That's good to hear. And yeah. um, I, I mean, I guess the no body sort of works against uh, Octalysis when they want to when they want to capture both points, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like, um, Samori does a pretty good job for it. But I mean, when you're trying to rotate around with Johanna really being your only big body to stay on a point, it does get a bit difficult. Especially yeah. when you do run into a double support hammer, that is well. I mean, yeah, double support hammer is pretty crazy. Especially like when what you have to do is because it's not just capturing two points; you have to capture two points and then capture the the, the statue. Yeah, yeah. Well, if if that's ever the case, Samore is pretty good at capturing it. Mm. Um, you know, at, at being in two places at once when you get delusion master. Yeah, like, definitely. So that's not too bad. So I can see what they were trying to go for, but I, I think there definitely was a, a lack of bodies and a lack of um, sort of this global presence, I suppose. They had a, they had a little bit, and they did try. Um, mm. But then, man, last game. So it's, it's, it's two, two for two now. It's two for two now, and they've taken it to the fucking... the king of all... of all matches on Towers of Doom. <laughs> fucking Towers of Doom. It's always Towers of Doom. <laughs> it's always fucking Towers of Doom. <laughs> so, so this time it's a bit more standard. Um, Octalysis run a double support Valor with a with a Dahaka and Johanna. So they're basically putting all of their eggs into the Valor basket. Yep. <laughs> and and um, Team Freedom is also playing pretty similar, where they have a uh, Diablo and Yorel. Um, yeah. with like two damage dealers um, and uh, and um, Taranda. But the thing was, is that the, the, the best damage dealer, the game was so intense and they just won it with, uh, with some really clutch Zeratul play. Zeratul, really? Yeah, so Zeratul came out pretty strong, had, had the good VPs. Diablo was yep. making some good plays that were just able to get the damage where they needed to. Phoenix was really, really elusive, and Urel was, um, you know, doing a normal thing of giving everybody armor, surviving in the front line. So even though they had a pretty good composition, they just they just couldn't do um, a lot of damage. They had a lot of CC, a lot of healing and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just a really, really tight game, really hard-fought game and team freedom was able to come out with the win man they had the fucking reverse sweep three two whoa reverse sweep's pretty cool i yeah. love watching that yeah so it was it was pretty fucking crazy it's pretty fucking crazy yeah. uh what happened especially that reverse sweeping like when it's like oddball like octalysis versus macro yeah yeah so it was uh, yeah that was essentially what the games came down to but what it ended up was is that Team Freedom was also given out these fucking oddball ass like compositions and um there definitely was a throw pit at one point on Tomb of the Spider Queen. Um uh, that that sort of came out as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw pit's always throw pit's yeah. always like a tier a tier of sadness. Yep. 
Uh, oddball versus oddball is a really interesting choice uh, from Team Freedom, though, because it really makes sense. Because what, oddball is really strong because uh, it's basically a tech card. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, you well, just bring it out. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like you, you're teching against something if you go oddball, but you can't really tech against oddball. No, no, you can't. Absolutely, you're right. Yeah. And so, and so, if if your oddball only works against a certain macro, but your um, your opponent doesn't play the macro, it really just comes down to like individual skill in this weird situation. Mm, yeah, no, I completely agree with you, man. And like, it's it, you do have to outskill your opponent in that case, and but it's you have a better chance mm. than you know than if you did. Oh, well, yeah, than if you played the meta and just like well, you're playing into the oddball in that case, and you're yeah. like, well, the oddball is designed to kill the meta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> yes. So it's, man. Like, it's like it's like playing rock against paper, and it's like, well, if I just use a bigger rock. <laughs> what if I had a bigger hand? Yeah, exactly. Clearly, that paper can't go all the way around, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no paper always wraps it. <laughs> yes. All right, Joey. So, Team Freedom get the fucking reverse sweep, and yep. they are off to the last day to face off against Tempo Storm. To fight it out for the place at BlizzCon, and that's pretty. That's pretty intense because Tempest Storm really want the really want the spot, spot, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, as far as I can remember, um, Tempest Storm has been at every single international event ever. Mm. Um, so could, they're always the top of NA around the top of NA. So mm -hmm. it, it was very very easy for them to get a spot into most things. So. Um, I, they wouldn't really want to do that, especially after they got the new, uh, coach, um, and they had a coach swap and all this other crazy stuff to try and get them back on top of the game and get them back. Um, they were a bit unfortunate in, um, just not getting the top spot. And so they wow. really wanted just to secure it. Yeah. It ended up going to hero's hearth. Um, yeah, sure. so they really, really wanted to do it. And man, did they come out fucking swinging? <laughs> oh man. Other than they need to win one game in the playoffs. <laughs> so, all right. What we got was more fucking oddball shit. Oh, more oddball? Yeah, man. So, double support was just fucking everywhere. And the, the first draft from Tempo Storm for double support um, is that they were running it without a conventional tank. So, they had double support with Uther Tarandavala. Yep. All right, so they had their double support hyper carry, and then their two tanks were Zul and Tahaka. <laughs> so, uh, like, Zul tanks back, yay! Yeah, so like, fucks me what they were trying to do. The Tahaka was there because it was on Dragonshire, and yeah, he, and, uh, yeah, and he had so some good global presence. Um, but yeah, man, so they ran that composition. It was fucking nuts. Like, Uther doesn't really, never really sees play. Um, um, but yeah, they, they were just able to, to take out the game in, in classic Tempest Storm style, control the camps, etc. Mm -hmm. Um, then next game, same fucking bullshit. So what, what so what happened in that game? Next game is Tempest Storm doesn't run a tank at all. Why? There's no <laughs> warrior. There's no warrior, a warriorless no composition. Warrior. It was on Infernal Shrine, so you can kind of get away with it. So um, how did they live? Um, I, I just don't know. They had double support. Double support. 
they had they had Uther um, Tyrande again along with Valor. And then the two other laners were ones that were a little bit evasive or tanky. Um, they had Illidan and Kerrigan. No Maev? No Maev, nope. Oh. So because it was Infernal Shrines, Team Freedom, they went back to their roots to try and get the macro play. They yep. picked the, the Holy Trinity again of um, Greymane, Anubarak, and Urel. Um, oh, yeah, yeah Yep. <laughs> So yeah, I know it's like, oh no, we've never seen that before. Um, so they try their standard bullshit, but um, man, T Tempo Storm was just like calling them out on their bullshit and they were just able to take it out. They were just able to, to, to do just enough so that they're able to win the fights and win the shrines. And like Kerrigan, when she gets on the shrine is pretty good. Um, obviously, we, and we know that. I didn't know why the hell Illidan was there, maybe for some global presence and getting the hunt in, but they were just able to pull off a composition with zero warriors up against the fucking crazy macro play that was being uh, brought out by Team Freedom. Yeah, I don't get that, man. Like, uh, Again, I, I don't know what the team fight looks like, because it's like, what? Who peels? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um... I don't know. Off yeah, I don't remember too much of this one, but how um, come, come Greyman just doesn't just you know turn around and kill Kerrigan? Yeah, I, I think I think Uther was up in the front lines a, a lot because he is yeah. the the tankiest one a, there. He is a tanky dude, so you, you'd have Uther tanking Kerrigan heal tanking, I guess. Yeah, she can shield. Yeah. So and and Illidan, well, Illidan will be heal tanking because he's he regens on his. Uh, Basic attack, yeah, right? basic attacks and whatnot, and he does have evasion, which is good against a gray main. Um, yeah, so I could see how it possibly could work, but I didn't think it would work that well. And no, um, no, neither. yeah, so man, it happened again. Tempo Storm is up 2 0 against Team Freedom, and it mm -hmm. is time to go into the third game. And yep. third game, they go to Cursed Hollow, um, and you know what. I think mm -hmm. I think Tempo Store was sort of mucking around a little bit, possibly, but they just mm -hmm. decided, well, you know what, Team Freedom, we're going to show you how to play your composition for you. So they pick oh, the they pick the Anubarak Greymane, um, but because it's Cursed Hollow, they decide that they wanted a a global, so they pick up the Haka. Um, they also have Genji, and they pick up a solo support Lucio. Which is just like fucking insane. And um, so they, they picked that up. It was fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, and Team Freedom decided to play a bit more standard. So they pick up things uh, like a double tank, like uh, Arthas and ETC for the global. Um, and some pretty, you know, oh, standard damage dealers. Always love some good ETC plays. Yeah, man. Yeah, so ETC was there. And you know what? They fucking strike back one more time. One more time. Yep. Ah. So, <laughs> Team Freedom are back. They take the game. They take out Cursed Hollow with some really good plays. They're able to get everything um, and just, you know, take it back in standard, uh, in standard uh, Team Freedom style. That is some awesome shit. I, I, I love standard. Mm. Yep. So they're just play, going back to like playing, playing some standard play. Nothing that was bad for them. That's what. Hmm? For um, being complacent, right? Like they are still playing as one of the best teams in in NA. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. 
So then um, we take it to another map that isn't as macro oriented. So, yeah. um, so they go on to Tomb of the Spider Queen. And um, man, there's some more crazy oddball picks going on. Um, Arthas was seeing a lot of play. So um, Arthas was picked up by Tempo. And they had, yep. again, a double support. Went back on the Uther because I think that was working. Mm -hmm. um, and then fucking Tempo, uh, Team Freedom bringing out their Trump card. Trump himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Unless Trump is the angel of hope, I uh, I don't think it's Trump. <laughs> I, do, I think that depends on what on which side of politics you're on. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> they bring out Oriel, dude. So they have double support, Oriel, Tass, Valor, um, and they also bring in Sonya and Blaze as their front lines. Blaze, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love good. I, I love good. Sonya Blaze is just fucking healing all day. Yeah, um, Sonya was actually having a tough time because they picked up the Sardin Hammer on the other side. Um, but what was really the big story was that Oriel was doing real work, especially with Valor. And um, they were just able to control like all of the turn-ins. And in particular, they got the crazy boss play again up on the um, up in the throw pit. Oh, that's juicy. Yeah, so there was, another th there was more throw pit action. Um, yeah, more, more throw pit. Yeah, love more it. throw pit action yeah, was going on. Um, but yeah, man. But then fucking freedom. They were able to take the game. Freedom took it. Yep. So now nice. it's fucking two two. Oh, oh, cool. So it, it's like a double. It's a double reverse sweep. Yep. So we get to game five. Yeah. This is go. This is it. This is gonna fucking decide who is going to BlizzCon. Team Freedom. They have the fucking momentum. They've they've done they did this before the previous day. They reverse sweep Doctalysis mm -hmm. and now they're on the cusp of reverse sweeping it. And man, this was the most fucking tense game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. The thing is, what was, is the, what was that? What was that? Battlefield of Eternity. Ooh. Yeah, pretty. Planes. Okay. Yeah, pretty, so it's team fight heavy. Yeah, very team fight heavy. They've limited, they've limited the limited the macro plays. Mm -hmm. Now, in particular, both both teams are running double support. Yeah. Ooh, so One. so everyone's playing meta now. No one's bucking around. Yeah, no no fucking around. The only thing that was a bit crazy was that um on Tempo Storm, they their damage dealer was Rainer for the race. Mm -hmm. And the, their tank was Arthas, and mm -hmm. their offlaner was an Illidan, which I thought was just fucking insane. That's a fuckload of damage, though. Illidan and Rainer. Yeah, Illidan Rainer is pretty good, not gonna lie. And they also have some pretty good pepper. wave clear with Rainer and whatnot. Uh, on, on Team Freedom's side, they also draft a little bit wacky. They have their double support with Ariel and Uther yeah. with a Valor for the race. No Hanzo anywhere to be found. It wasn't to be found, sorry? Hanzo. Why? There was no Hanzo. None mm. of the teams decided to pick it. I think it got banned in the second rotation. Ah, uh, okay, fair enough. But the fact that it got through the first rotation is fucking mind-boggling. Yeah, like, he's a really hotly contested pick on this map because, like, he destroys the models. Yeah, so none of the teams decided to pick him up before the second ban rotation. Mm. Uh, and, um, yeah, so there's no Hanzo to be found. 
uh, and there's also a Sonya Blaze for Team Freedom. The interesting part that I thought when I had a look at this draft, I was like, man, Freedom's got it. Like, yeah, Sonya can't deal, uh, Illidan can't deal with Sonya. They're going to have the superior race with a Q build, Valor, double support, and Blaze have been playing good all, all game. Yeah. Man. So I have to say, yeah, I underestimated Illidan. Would you say the Team Freedom went prepared? <laughs> you know what? They were not fucking prepared. <laughs> no way were they prepared for this. Oh man! Oh, uh, and uh, it it is Glarong, who who is just a really really good mechanical player. Yeah, and, of course, of course. dude. He was putting so much pressure on the enemy because it's double support. Even though there's Uther, um, it was just able to capitalize and just be so, so sticky on everybody. Um, mm -hmm. It was just able to take the engages and whatnot. And there was no throw pit. There was nothing like that. But man, it was so, so intense. Um, Team Freedom looked like they were going to win the game. They were so yeah. close. They, they, got an, they, they got, I think it was the third Immortal. Was able okay. to was able to take down the um with the top keep of oh man that's yeah 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 yep. that's so so, so so the domino is definitely falling like like the snowball's happening yeah dude it it's going down they've been winning they've been winning the immortal races but then fucking tempest on flip a switch and they just start winning fights and they start winning the the fourth immortal comes and man they were they were just they were able to get it um they're able to take the fight they were able to wipe them and tempo storm was able to just secure their victory and take it out for the blizzcon representative so was it was it level 16s or like like what happened um i think i think it was i think they just reached a, a point in the game a power spike where they were able to actually deal with what team freedom was bringing out yeah sure sure so so, so what you're saying is Glaron finished the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> He's like, oh, I know what to do now. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what I should be doing now. Um, yeah, dude, Glaron played an amazing game. Um, yeah, sure. it, it was very well done. There are a lot of uh, times when people were a bit out of place and where Blaze was, you know, um, Blaze got caught out. Mm -hmm. um, but... Overall, it was just really well played by both of them. It was so intense, and Tempo Storm was able to come out on top just by the skin of their teeth. Like, don't get me wrong, this was not a fucking decisive victory. It wasn't Tempo Storm, you know, going in and dominating Team Freedom. They had to fucking scrape and claw for this. And, yeah, definitely. I mean, mad props to everybody in that series, but man, it was a fucking story. It was a, it was this crazy story about how Team Freedom went from playing in the second series to nearly to nearly you know going and being the blizzcon representative with like almost a double reverse sweep man that like that's really crazy though like i, I i'm like oh man it's too bad the story is a bad ending <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know <laughs> it, I, I had to tell it though because even though even though it has a bad ending like the hero doesn't win or get the girl or whatever yeah, um, it, it was still <laughs> it was still a good fight, and it was still just a really really good story and hype up. And Tempo Storm were very obviously happy with themselves, but um, I think if you're Team Freedom, you're also equally happy with yourself. Like 
you were, you know, this close to going to BlizzCon. We only mm-hmm. had two spots in North America, so it was very statistically unlikely that you would go. Um, and you're able to take take one one series really convincingly, and then you know almost take out Tempo Storm in the fi- in, in the finals. Yeah, and I would argue um, that I think Team Freedom should have won. Um, and I mm-hmm. think this is just my opinion: is that they will uh, that Team Freedom probably would have performed better overall um, at an international stage rather than Tempo Storm. But that's just me speaking. Hmm. It sort of remains to be seen, but Tempo Storm have notoriously choked um, at international events. Well, I'll be looking forward to the uh, choke con. <laughs> I mean, I still have, I still have hope for them. I still, I still uh, wish them well. So you know, um, I, I, I wish them the best as well, unless they're playing against leftovers. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know, right. In, in which case, um, leftovers or dignitas, so, you know, they're my boys. Very Sorry, true. Basically, I think Dignitas is going to win. Um, uh, that that's just my opinion. Um, like, yeah. I, if I'm being realistic, Dignitas is probably going to win unless uh, unless it's a Korean team. But you know, yeah. it's most likely going to be Dignitas versus some Koreans. Yeah, probably. Oh, just Koreans versus Koreans. So yeah, probably the finals. No, nah, no, nah, it'll be Dignitas. It'll be. Yeah. Dig- mm, okay. I, I think so. All right, man. Well, we've had a long Fun episode. Series. We have had a long episode. I think we're gonna have to. I think you're just gonna have to call it there, man. Wind up. All right. Cool. So, what? Uh, where can we find our glorious and awesome podcast with a new logo? Oh yes. So yeah, we do have a new logo. So watch that. Uh, watch out for anything. Um, watch out for that if you are listening. Um, you can find us in a number of different places. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at chilledpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, uh, chilledpodcast at chilledcast. And our full range of um, episodes, our full back catalog is available over at jhrate.com slash chilled. Go and check it out if you want to hear more of me and Joey talk some more shit about esports. To smooth jazz. <laughs> yes. Uh, Joey, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on jhrate.com, my very own person, uh, the forefront of jhra Media, which is a corporation I just made up. Yep, good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's it sounds it sounds nice. I I'd, I'd want to be part of that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. You can totally be a managing director. Oh, excellent. Senior. Senior. <laughs> senior. Senior managing. Sen- di- senior managing director. Good. Good. <laughs> um, and you can also find my stupid little blog there called a Meme Driven Development, where I talk about memes development and life itself. Ah, uh-huh, very nice. And any programming projects I feel like making or have made in the past will also be up on jhra.com. Yeah, cool. Yep, definitely go check that out. Joe is a very, very skilled uh, programmer and software developer. As long as it's accounting software. Yep. Anything else, I'm fucked. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, you can uh, find all my stuff. I am on Twitter at OvalteenGene and over on twitch.tv slash OvalteenGene if you want to come see me stream some uh, very low-tier uh, Heroes, WoW, and Hearthstone. All right, so that just about sums it up. Uh, thanks very much for joining me tonight, Joey. Thank you very much, Eugene, and stay easy, stay breezy, everyone. All right, take care, everybody.